right, welcome to the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. This is show number seven. It's Wednesday, September 19th. I'm your host and commissioner, Nathan Tilbury, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Burns, two-time champion of the league and a huge Bears fan. Welcome, Bill. Welcome, Nathan, and welcome uh, uh, One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football League. Perfect. And today, we're excited to also have a special guest on. Uh, who's still looking for his first league championship as well. And um, welcome, Chris Thompson, owner of the Mile High Pats uh, fan team. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Chris. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, after coming off a nice bounce back win last week, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I really like what you guys are doing with the podcast and think our league is next level. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited to have you on, and, and I know you've given us a lot of great feedback and stuff, too, so um, I think it's it's great to have you on as, as kind of the first regular season guest, and um, yeah, we're excited to kind of get your takes on a couple things, maybe some of your start-sit decisions and everything as we get further, and talk about waivers and stuff, so, uh, so yeah, so we appreciate you coming on, and um, yeah, so for today's podcast, we'll hit our usual four downs, we'll do a week two recap, uh, we'll go over... The ghost of Ancon Bolden and do some start and sit and bench MVPs. Um, we'll do Christmas in week two and we'll kind of go over our waiver wire um, review uh, that, that ran this morning. And then we have a new segment today um, called Grade the Trade. Since there was a trade in our league last night, so we can thank Dolphant and uh, Chi Town for supplying this new segment for us. And we'll get to them um, towards the end of the show. And then we'll week uh, week we'll do a week three preview. We'll wrap up the show and talk about next week. Um, so you guys uh, ready to dive in? Yes, I'm ready. All right, perfect. Well, let's start off with uh, four downs. So it's kind of our news and notes from around the league. Uh, this time I'll kind of read a headline for us. Uh, we'll kind of comment, and then we'll move on to the next down. So for first down, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys knew or had heard this story, but in Cleveland, um, you know, they haven't won in, you know, lots of years, you know. But uh, last year they owned 16, before that one in 15. So there's, there's, there's these beer coolers in um, I think 10 bars around the, the city and they're all locked with free Bud Light and any and then when they win their first game regular season game it'll open up automatically and people can just take I guess all the free beer they want I haven't really heard but um, have you guys heard about this at all yes I did hear that and I thought to myself uh, uh, good for those guys in Cleveland but I don't want to have that uh, I don't want my football team to have that record and, you know free beers are nice but uh I'll pay for my beer and have a good uh, winning winning team. There you go. Yeah, when I first heard of this, my first thought was, well, what a waste of beer because, you know, beer expires, right? <laughs> you know, Cleveland hasn't won a game since 2016. You know, what's a better way to vote the team and their fan base by giving out some free beer? So, so hopefully they get a take control of the W this year. It'd be nice. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then, so, of course, you know, after week one's tie, no free beer, right? Then their kicker misses two field goals and two extra points, and they lose the game they should have won. So, again, no free beer. So, Bill, are they right, ever... The going to go bad before they win a game. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris, is there any chance that this beer is going to get, get um, you know, consumed anytime soon? Or... Well, I'm not really sure, you know. Uh, you know, I think we all expected a blowout in week one against Pittsburgh, but luckily, you know... Luckily for the Browns, Big Ben kind of pooped the bed in that one and had five turnovers. Mm. Um, I read a stat that said the NFL teams who have a turnover margin of plus five or better are 132, four and one. 132 wins, four losses, and one tie. 
the Browns are responsible for two of those losses and the tie. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of just Brown, Browns football, I guess, you know? And then the next yeah. week, they missed that go-ahead PAT yeah. um, and almost tie for a second straight week. So I, I'm not sure if they're going to get a you know get a win anytime soon. So it's not like they're just playing normal Browns football. That's true. Normal Browns football. You know, you're right. But, I, hey, Chris, I'm glad you bring in, bring in the stats and backing it up and everything. I love it. And so, but but to be honest, I mean, who wants free Bud Light anyway, right? I'll, I'll gladly pay for for a Guinness or a Newcastle, you know, or some good IPA than, than some... Or a Moosehead. Or a Moosehead. There you go. Instead of, you know, some free Bud Light. So, um, you know, let, let's stock it with some, some real beer, you know, first of all. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. You know, let's get... Um, Let's get on to, to something else since we do actually have a Patriots fan here. And so to kind of wrap up this first down real quick, I mean, we obviously did, you know, hear about the trade with Josh Gordon. They were going to cut him. He showed up with a hamstring injury from a promotional shoot. and Last straw, blah, blah, blah. But he ends up getting traded, of course, to the Patriots. So I don't know why people keep trading to the Patriots, helping them out, you know. Um, but anyway, he does get traded for a fifth-round pick to the Patriots. And so, Chris, I want to kind of get your initial reaction to, to how it unfolded. And, and there were rumors that the Patriots would be there, but then then there weren't. And he ends up going there. So, I mean, he's he's my man crush for sure. And and so I loved him going to the Patriots, um, Tom Brady throwing the ball. But what was your kind of initial reaction when, when you heard the news? Man, that's like your fourth or fifth man crush this, this season already. So... Uh, my first reaction was, you know, will he play or will he be suspended? You know, mm-hmm. we'll see what kind of drug test that they throw at him. But if he can learn the Patriots' offense, I think he has a p- potential to become a, really, uh, a major threat. You know, um, it'll make defenses focus on someone else besides Gronkowski. And when Edelman and, and Hogan come back, they can slip right back into their spot and deep threat roles. Um, it'll really, like, throw off the defenses and just, uh, you know, help to open up Gronk, Edelman, other receivers and really have potentially explosive offense again they were back when they had like Randy Moss and such. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is let's just hope he focuses on the main goal of winning those Super Bowl and not spoken bold like he did back in Cleveland. So we'll see. <laughs> That's exactly. Bill, what was your kind of initial reaction as you kind of heard the whole story break, you know, on Saturday and then he was inactive and we're going to cut him and now we're going to trade him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was uh, uh, kind of a win world for, for him. Mm. Uh, I I personally think that there's two teams in the NFL that that he could have gone to that I think would have uh, would have been a good fit for him. Uh, the Patriots being one and the Cowboys being the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I say those two teams are those two teams have dealt with uh, with head cases. What I what I would call Josh Gordon. Yeah. They've, they've, they pretty much dealt with guys like that, and they've been able to to get them on the straight and narrow, and uh, and they've had a track record of of reeling guys in and telling them, hey, this is the way uh, you have to act in the NFL. This is the way we play football. So if you can do that, you know, uh, you got a good chance, especially in New England, you got a good chance to get a ring on your finger. And uh, and Gordon has the ability. Guy has the talent. If uh, if he can follow the Patriot way, uh, he's going to be a good ball player for, for that team for probably a couple of years. Yeah. So I thought it was a good fit. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I was I was pretty, um, you know. 
kind of heartbroken a little bit when they said they were just going to cut him and what's going on and, and then why because he's maybe getting suspended you know so maybe something happened and then I heard the Patriots and maybe the Cowboys and um, you know so that that news kind of I like that news a lot and then obviously when it when it was the Patriots and the official I um, I couldn't have felt any better and to just kind of get away from that whole Brown situation I think it's just you know it's toxic anyway for him there and um, so it'd be just be interesting I mean he could easily be you know, the top 10 wide receiver, or he could be, you know, fifth or sixth on their depth chart and cut in three weeks. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of outcomes, but I mean, the risk for the Patriots is, is, is minimal. Um, and, and, you know, the reward is, is amazing. So, um, I think it just makes that offense even, even better. Like, like Chris alluded to just, just too many holes, um, to have to plug if you're on defense and, and so it'll be, you know, really interesting to watch. So, all right, well, let's move on to second down. Um, I have a name to throw at you guys, uh, and I want to kind of get a quick reaction, then we can move on. So, so how's this name for you? Ryan Fitzpatrick Mahomes. Um, Chris, I'll start with you. Man, like, it's really insane to think about what uh, both these guys are doing right now. You know, who would have thought, like, two weeks ago that Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick um, will be ranked number one in fantasy points. They only throw one up 60 points in week one and 46 on the next. Uh, 46 on the next week, mm-hmm. um, and all those points are going right to the waiver wire. So I think uh, someone picked him up this week. We'll get to that in a sec. But looking at him, Mahomes, Mahomes looks like the real deal right now. He uh, is a quick and powerful release. He has the potential to be a uh, you know the next next superstar in the next few seasons or such. So lucky for Breezy, she picked him up pretty fast and uh, might be a good keeper the next few years. Yeah, that's true. Bill, what do you what, what do you think when you hear that that long name with those two just just meshed perfectly in the middle? Yeah, I think of uh, one word, and it's a uh, it's surprise. Mm-hmm. And for uh, Fitzmagic, uh, we kind of touched on a little bit last week, but yeah. uh, when he played for the Jets, he was up and down from one week to another, and and so far this season, two weeks in a row, the guy is just lighting it up. And so I'm surprised with with uh, with Fitzpatrick, uh, Mahomes. Uh, I'm not really surprised uh, that uh, Chiefs team and that uh, Andy Reid uh, going through uh, his system. I I wasn't real surprised to see how well he's doing, and and I suspect that he'll he'll be like that the rest of the season, you know, barring any injuries around him or injuries to himself. So, uh, I'm, uh, like I said, it's, it's a, my word is surprise. And it's a uh, really surprise with Fitz, Fitzpatrick and not, not all that surprise with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good, uh, pretty good ball player. Yeah. I mean, my, my point of view is I'm just ecstatic. I mean, to be a Chiefs fan and then to have a quarterback, you know, play this well. And, and gosh, it's only two games. So, you know, we can't label him too much anyway. I mean, the, the path and, and, the, and the stats and everything trajectory that he's on is completely unsustainable. Um, but it's just great to, to see and, you know, let Alex Smith go and 
how is the rookie going to respond and everything. And so far it's been great. So hopefully he continues it too. And with the coaching and stuff. And so I'm just really excited just to, to see how it unfolds. And, but yeah, with, with Fitzpatrick, yeah, like we talked about, I think the last podcast bill, you know, very up and down, he'll have a great game and then he'll just suck the next game. And so far he's had two great games in a row. So maybe he'll either suck, for two more games or he'll just suck really hard for one game i don't i don't know but they do play the steelers so the team that you know patrick mahomes just gashed so there's a pretty good chance that he could be you know week three kind of you know top five quarterback and then who knows james winston comes off that suspension and and he's wondering if he's got a job you know or not or, or whether he's sitting on the bench um and watching you know fitzpatrick just keep lighting it up but i do eventually see him just kind of just not failing completely but it'll come down um to where it's kind of regular old you know ryan fitzpatrick at the end so um right okay. what, yeah let me, go ahead. Uh, let me say one more thing go ahead did you guys see the uh the post game uh, of <laughs> fitzpatrick i did uh, he had gotten some clothes from i can't remember who it was one of the other guys in the locker room and uh, i don't know if you saw yeah his post game interview but it was it was fun. It was, it was classic. It was amazing. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, you have to go look it up for sure. I think it was Deshaun Jackson's clothes, and he came yeah, out. It was, yeah. He came Deshaun out. Jackson's. Yeah. Out Jackson's jacket, some jewelry, and glasses, <laughs> some sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had the wide open shirt, the chain hanging down. Yeah. Like uh, looked like Conor McGregor out there. It was pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's exactly what they said he looked like, yeah. too. Yeah. That, that was, was that, funny. I, that was I perfect. That was cool. Yeah, that, that was great. That's by far the best post-game you know, outfit ever. You know, I, I don't think anybody's, anybody's going right. to top it. So, um, perfect. All right, well, let's move on to third down. Unfortunately, um, we might have to talk about maybe the worst team in the NFL, your Arizona Cardinals. Um my gosh, uh, we definitely, Bill had our doubts, you know, about the Cardinals offense. Uh, mainly, it was kind of centered around the health of Sam Bradford. So I don't know if it's, if it's, they don't think Josh Rosen's ready yet, or it's just, and, and Mike McCoy is their offensive coordinator, and he's awful. I mean, even before the season, no one thought that was a good hire as offensive coordinator, but yet they give these, you know, OCs, you know, keep just giving them job after job after job with no past success. And it's got to be frustrating as, as an Arizona Cardinal um, fan. And so is there any hope at all for this Cardinals offense this year, Chris? You know, luckily for me, all these games are out of market for me, so I didn't get a chance to watch the Cardinals. Um, but I did, I did look at some, some stats and, you know, seeing Sam Bradford and David Johnson not put up any points, it's, uh, it's kind of worrisome. You know, um, I've heard that, he barely made it past the fifty yard line throughout the whole game. I think Sam Bradford had somewhere like a like a one first down in the fourth quarter. Um, so if they were to put in Josh Rosen, that O line just better protect him and not, you know, let him get injured in his first season and then kind of ruin that franchise quarterback potential. So as far as for the rest of the season, I think it's very little hope for them. Yeah, I mean they're out in Arizona, Bill, and so yeah, like like uh, Chris said, um I don't. I haven't had a chance to watch them. Thank God, because um, they, you know, they're not out. They're not on here out in, um, in California. So um, did you, I don't know if you've watched them at all, Bill, and, and hopefully you haven't. But do you see any hope for them? No, I actually, unfortunately, I did watch them, and uh, a, a couple of points. 
Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen two weeks back-to-back of such poorly played football in the NFL as I have with these Cardinals. They, are, they, they could not do anything in all three phases of the game. Uh, you, you were right, uh, Chris. They didn't cross the 50-yard line until the middle of the fourth quarter. And, and, uh, and they just, they, they looked, as I told a friend of mine uh, the other day, uh, I don't know if you remember who Charles Barkley is. Yeah. Uh, Ex-Phoenix uh, son who would every once in a while come up and say, that was horrible. <laughs> well, the last two weeks of Cardinals football, I, I, I would like to have Charles Barkley here tell me, that was horrible. <laughs> um, there isn't one person on that team that's, that's worth putting on your roster in fantasy football right now, and that's including uh, uh, Johnson, their running back, because they they just can't move the ball. Uh, it, it's 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 so bad right now that people aren't even talking about Sam Bradford anymore. They're talking about Rosen like he's going to be able to, to move the, the ball around the field. Uh, and it's not a quarterback issue. It's the whole team is just, they're like two steps behind their opponent. And it's it's very hard to watch. Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, for, for most of our sakes, you know, as, at least being in Arizona and just, you know, having at least um, kind of a love for the team and, and stuff too, I, I hope they turn around and hope they give it to David Johnson more than a couple times and three targets, you know, in the last game and one catch. I mean, it, that's just, it's ridiculous. And so... Hopefully they, they could turn it around, but uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty bad. And and I think right now, if you had to say it, they're they're the worst football team in the NFL. I think the the Bills are better. They've had more yards than them, more touchdowns, more points, and um, and that's amazing to, to actually yeah. do. <laughs> so um, I'd like to make one more point uh, before we get off of the Cardinals. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, is a guy that's that's his blood runs. Cardinal Red, mm-hmm. and he wants to end his career as a Cardinal. But as bad as this team is doing, they should trade him to some place where he could potentially get his championship ring. And then, like other players, that's happened in the past. Uh, when he retires, he can come to Arizona and sign a one-day contract and be a Cardinal again. But right now, that team doesn't have a chance. Uh, there's high school football teams in Arizona that could beat them right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Fitzgerald's potentially got a chance to jump a couple of players in all-time records. He's not going to be able to do it on this team. And it was one of the things that, uh, that uh, made him decide to play this year and potentially even play next year. But it's not going to happen on this team because this team's going to need more than a season. This isn't a rebuilding thing. This is a uh, even their water boy uh, needs to be replaced. <laughs> and it's not all all players, but it's it's really the uh, the coaching staff that they brought in. Mm-hmm. And whatever they're doing, 
they're just not on the same page. So it turns out now Larry Fitzgerald owns a, uh, a home here in the Phoenix area. He put it up for sale uh, last week. And I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, he ain't going to be here next year, not the way things are going this year. Uh, and, and hopefully the Cardinals will do him right, put him on a team where he get, gets a chance to get a ring. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to watch, especially when you get down to the trade deadline. If they're, you know, if they haven't won a game, or maybe they won just one game, and they're still, you know, this bad, and, and his stats are, are low, it would be a really interesting thing. And I know you're going to have teams calling for sure. You know, it's, that phone's going to be ringing, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, let's uh, let's move on to fourth down, and fourth down is is usually our injury down. And there weren't as many big injuries uh, this week as there were for last week. Um, so I'll kind of point out a couple, ask you guys if any of them jump out at you, and then we'll and then we'll move on to our uh, our week two recap. But so the first one was Joe Mixon. Uh, played that Thursday night game. He was kind of in and out of the lineup, and so I got a text saying that he was out of the lineup, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And then he came back in, so I thought everything was good, and looks like he's out um, at least two weeks. You know, maybe a couple more. They say two to four weeks you know, is normal with this injury, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see. And so um, I'll obviously be looking for. Somebody else to, to throw in my lineup. And then uh, LaShawn McCoy went out with ribs, and um, he thought they were broken, but they're actually not broken. Um, I think just him, just as a Bills player and a fantasy, uh, you know, it's a fantasy asset is broken in general. But anyway, that's for <laughs> that's for another argument. But um, So they're not even sure if he's going to play or not with, with these with these ribs. Um, Dalvin Cook left with the hamstring, um, but he said he's fine. And looks like he's going to be practicing this week. Larry Fitzgerald, um, Bill, like you said, his hamstring, um, he left the game. And um, Coach Wilkes already came out and said that that he'll be playing in week three. And then uh, the Jaguars, kind of both running backs. I mean, Fournette and Yeldon, obviously Fournette didn't didn't play. But he's expected back at practice. And then now Yeldon's banged up with the ankle. And so he didn't really finish you know, the end of the last game. So those are kind of the big ones. Um, you know, from this week, besides everybody else that's are you know already injured and, and trying to come back, and so uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Any of them kind of jump out at you? Well, uh, for me being the Fournette owner, I'm obviously excited to see him come back, but yeah. let's just hope that that one week is long enough to rest his hamstring, so it's the only thing that can cure a hamstring is is rest. So we'll mm-hmm. see what comes out. Um, you know, I'd like to have him replace Yeldon again. I, I know I paid a lot for Yeldon, but to see him only throw up nine points last week was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, another one that jumps out is Joe Mixon. You know, working in the medical field, it's, it's incredible to hear how fast these guys come back from like arthroscopic injury uh, surgery. Yeah. Um, he potentially back in two weeks is unheard of. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he were to be out just a little bit longer than than two, maybe three or four weeks after that. So yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree with you that with, with, with that two weeks seems seems pretty crazy and maybe not even worth it. You know, when you could go an extra two weeks or so and be and be just you know even healthier. So, Bill, any of them jump out at you? Well, with Sean McCoy, uh, with the uh, cracked ribs, I guess they're not broken. Yeah, and I've had uh, cracked ribs before, and I think you're better off if your ribs are broken. Uh-huh. a crack through because that is that is awfully painful and of course being a running back 
and especially when the other team knows that his ribs are hurting them, they're gonna they're gonna be beating him up. And uh, the Bills have have enough problems on offense as it is. Yeah. Last thing they need is a uh, just a banged up uh, running back. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays next week. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, I think that concludes our our four downs, and let's jump right into uh, the week two recap. So we'll start with. Um, um, all of our matchups that, that we were involved in. We'll give kind of some top performers maybe here or there. Um, we'll try to um, fly through this uh, segment pretty quickly too and get, get some um, comments for, for certain games here and there, and then we'll, we'll move on to, to waiver wire and, and the trades and everything. Uh, so, Bill, we'll start with your matchup. Um, you were defeated by, um, by Team Cannon 158.1 to 132.1. Um, Adam, Adam Thielen was the high score with 32 points for, for Cannon. Um, so, Bill, did you um, have any start-sit dilemmas heading into this week? Well, Team Cannon kicked my butt. Um, even with uh, a guy that I sat, uh, Juju Smith, who ended up getting me 32 points, mm-hmm. even if I'd have played him, uh, I still wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hats off to uh, Team Cannon. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know if I'd have played every person on my team <laughs> uh-huh. uh, if I'd have had enough points to beat them. But uh, uh, that was a that was a rough week for me. I gotta uh, rethink my whole uh, team, my whole strategy as far as that goes. If, if teams are going to score a hundred. Points on me. I'm gonna have to do better. Yeah, I mean, you scored 132, so it's not like you had a you know bad week. But yeah, when you're when you're you know going up against 150, 160 you know plus points, it's you know those those are hard to to, to come by. And so I think probably you know you'll score you know maybe 140 next week, and and um, and then you know you'll maybe end up winning by 40 or, or something. So you know it's yeah. just, just kind of weird how it all works out. So all right, well let's Chris, let's go to your matchup too. Um, congratulations because you were the um, you know the high scorer this week. You scored 178.6 uh, points and you beat Gage my balls. Um, 104 uh, is what he scored and you had the high score um, with Diggs who almost got you 40 points. Um, so um, kind of ask you the same question. Did you have any start sit dilemmas heading into the week one? I mean I know you had kind of a rough start last week so you know maybe that maybe you needed some changes or did you keep it pretty pretty set and maybe you're just thinking you had kind of just an off week and and so what are your kind of thoughts as you went into to week two? Yeah, week one was pretty tough for me. All my players um, kind of dead that week so it's nice to see everyone kind of bounce back and restore some confidence back in my team. I didn't make too many tweaks besides the pickup of Yeldon to replace Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, I also swapped out uh, Ingram for Reed. Again, uh, his matchup was going to be pretty good, but um, that that was only my dilemma right there, choosing through my tight end situation. But I didn't choose the best one, but still, obviously, 178 is pretty good to throw up there. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, going forward throughout the season, I'm going to be nervous like choosing between those two guys since they're so close in rankings. Um, although the New York Giants offensive line looked horrendous against Dallas, yeah. so that was a pretty tough. Tough game for Eli, but Ingram was still th- able to throw up like seven receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, who knows what what should choose going forward? So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it was a good good score for you, Chris. 
178 points. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there might be some tough, you know, tough decisions and stuff too with, with, with your tight ends, but, um, but it seems like both of them, like you said, are probably pretty close in your ranking. So, um, you know, you probably can't go wrong, I guess, with either one, just kind of look at the matchups, but you know, you did bring up that Giants O-line is, is, is not improved like they were supposed to be. And Eli just looked gun shy and could barely get the ball off and stuff. So, um, you know, we'll have to see, cause I know there's, there's a lot of really great players on that team. I know Bill, you've got one with, with Barkley and, you know, then there's Odell. And, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how moving forward, how that, how that kind of affects them. So, um, right. And then my, my matchup was, um, I, I played breezy this week and, uh, she scored 156 points and I scored 145, um, and we had, we had the battle of the, the quarterbacks. I had big Ben who threw up 47 and then she had uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, um, she played him over to Sean Watson was, which was a great call and, and that kind of led her to the victory and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a fun one to watch and everything. And then I had, um, you know, I had Trey Boo Boo, uh, Bill, uh, going on Monday night and he scored that, you know, that touchdown. Um, right in the first drive, and I thought, hey, I might have a chance. I need to, like 25 from him, and I think he only got me 14 or something. So he had a good game, um, but you know, didn't pull out, pull it off um, in the end. And, and so, um, but I didn't really have any starter sit issues um, as far as I went. I, I put Tevin Coleman in once I heard the Freeman, Devontae Freeman news that he was going to be out, and so that was an easy one to plug him in over uh, Jamal Williams and and he had a great game and so I don't think I really could have done much better and um, you know just got kind of scored up on and and so we'll have to see how you know how it goes next week so perfect all right well, the, well we got two more matchups to kind of go over here real quick uh, the closest matchup um, was between Gronky Punch who scored 120 points beating Killa Ants 110 points and Kill Ant and, and had uh, Matt Ryan who scored 34 and Gronky with Gurley again with, with 32 and uh, but this one was was obviously the closest one and Kill Ant actually had a chance on on uh, Sunday night with uh, Odell and I think he only needed 20 points from Odell Beckham and and which is uh, you know pretty normal for him and and um, like Chris you said he just no time to throw the football and just he I think he only ended up scoring eight or ten points and so you know he obviously lost. Um, by, by a few and, and could have used maybe a touchdown and a couple more um, receptions from Odell, but um, that was kind of the closest one. And then um, the other matchup was uh, Chi-Town, who scored 125 points and beating uh, Dolphant. 106 points is what, is what he scored, and um, Dolphant did have Kelsey in the loss, too, with, with almost 31 points at the tight end, and so he finally saw a great game from him after his dud that he put up last week with Kelsey and um and yeah, so that was kind of a closer one too, less than you know twenty points uh, between the between the two. But do anything um, any of these games that we've talked about kind of jump out at you, Bill? I'll start with you. Well, the thing that jump, uh, jumped out at me was uh, how well Big Ben did. Uh, mm. He went into that game with a, a bang, banged up uh, elbow, and uh, uh, he ended up uh, having a pretty good game, at forty-seven points. So that that that's the one thing that kind of jumped out at me. That, uh, Big Ben did as well as as he did, uh, considering he went into that game, uh, started that game uh, with a banged up elbow. Yeah, Chris, uh, what, what about you? Yeah, looking at these past couple games reviewed, like I wouldn't make too many changes at all. Like from 
who, who was started and such, but one of the shocking things was Matt Barita, you know, with, I was really hoping to see McKinnon come out this year and do really well, and now we're kind of debating between Morris and Barita, but to see him get 100 and, what, 138 yards yeah. you know, in the last game with the touchdown and throw 28 points, that was uh, pretty shocking to see, um, to see him rushing there, so. Yeah, no, that's true, and, and we'll we'll get to yeah to a couple more um, of Dolphins bench players <laughs> in the uh, in the next you know segment too. But um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it was a kind of a tough call um, with Breda and Morris, and who would you know? We obviously kind of just assume Morris would be the you know the bruiser and get a lot of a lot of carries on first and second. But yeah, Breda with with a lot of that rushing and especially the big long touchdown too. Um, you know, he obviously shows he's a little more explosive than Morris, and so that's another you know kind of muddled backfield to kind of keep an eye on as we move forward. And um, so something that jumped out, out at me, obviously, you know, was was your team, Chris, um, you know, just the, the explosion of points that you scored this week, you know, compared to last week. So kudos to you um, on that because that was pretty impressive. And then, uh, but I'll, I'll go with my matchup too. Um, the Chiefs game was actually on, on um, network TV here. So I was watching that game um, and then I just saw Patrick Mahomes just light it up. And so I was happy and sad at the same time because Breezy, um, you know, I had, had him as a starting quarterback, but then Big Ben came through um, and started to light it up too. And so it was kind of fun to watch, you know, as a Chiefs fan and, and everything, but Gosh, it, it sucked to to watch the score just keep going up and up and up as he as he kept just scoring, you know, touchdown after touchdown. So um, that was kind of at least a fun thing um, to watch, and and so we'll see how he, you know, obviously he moves forward. And I think we've talked, you know, kind of a, a, enough about that. And I can certainly sit here and talk about the Chiefs all day if you guys want to. No. Okay. Next segment. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, all right. Well, let's we'll move on. Um, all right, we'll go to the ghost of Anquan Bolden. Um, you know, named for for Bills, just um, infatuation and and just heartbreak and and just a lot of different adjectives, Bill, for you and, and Anquan Bolden. Um, but just the bench MVP. So who had some guys on their on their bench and everything and. Um, and who they could have started and maybe won the game. And, and so, unfortunately, Bill, you, you've kind of made the list this week, um, and you already kind of alluded to it a little bit with, with Juju um, on your bench and, and scoring 30-plus points. And I think you, you did say that it probably wouldn't have mattered because Mike had just a great week playing against you. Um, so you kind of you went with um, – I believe you went with Mike Williams over him. What, what, what was your kind of thinking with, um, with that one? Well, my thinking with that one was uh, the – Mike Williams and the Philip Rivers connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought, uh, and Mike Williams didn't have a bad game. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he, he didn't run off no thirty-two points like uh, Juju Smith did. And and I was debating, you know, almost at a point, uh, flipping a coin, which one do I put in, which one do I keep, and then and then going back to uh, uh, to Roethlisberger, you know, yeah. he was questionable all week. Uh, with a banged up elbow, and then he goes out and uh, and, and throws four touchdowns or whatever the hell he ended up mm. doing. Uh, he, had, he had a great game, and so did uh, Juju Smith. And, and and here, you know, I I almost I almost thought I saw uh, Juju Smith in the lineup, and then in parentheses Anquan Bolin right next to him. <laughs> That's true. And, and Chris, obviously, I don't think you had anybody, you know, kind of like that. I think you played the, 
you know, kind of the right matchups um, as well, correct? The only change I would have made, like I said, my tight end position, I would have changed, uh, you know, Sat Reed and played Ingram instead, but looking at that O-line from the first game, I didn't go with that decision, which surprisingly bit me. Yeah. But I'm still happy with my 178. It's true, yeah. You can't can, complain there. You can definitely hang your hat on that on that for sure. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but to make matters worse, I think we've already alluded to it a little bit with Dolph Phantom, who, you know, he texted me already on, on you know, a Sunday evening. He already knew he was probably going to get the award again. Um, he had a couple wide receivers on his bench that he watched out score as starters, and seemed like it was the same story from, from last week, but in reverse. And so he started Stills and, um, and Sanders at, at wide receivers and then kind of watched both of them be outscored by – you know, a lot of people on his bench with Adams and Fuller and Hogan and Breed all scoring, outscoring him, and they got would have given him a chance to um, to to win the game and stuff too. So, um, fortunately, we'll have to give the award again to Dolphant, and um, and I hope he doesn't feel like we're bagging on him too much. But you know, he did kind of text me and, and saying he's probably going to get it again, and so I think Bill, you gave him a run for your money a little bit, but yeah, he uh, he no, definitely. Uh, that's okay. We can give we can give it to Dolphant. Okay. I'm okay with that. So it sounds good. Sounds good. And, you know, I, and, I, and like, like you guys, you know, can, can definitely admit to, I know the feeling, you know, when you can just see those guys sitting on your bench and you swapped them out, maybe even the last minute and, and they just go back to just bite you. Um, it's definitely frustrating and, and a little, um, you know, it gets you, you know, ruins your Sunday just a little bit, you know, knowing that, you know, gosh, why did I do that? And you could have just made those, you know, those decisions. So I, I know you guys have had that happen to you too, right, Chris? Oh, yeah, of course. And like I said before, like, who would have thought that, like, you know, Matt Breida would be outperforming David Johnson? Yeah, exactly. Like, the, 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 the decisions that he made, like, I would make the same exact one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's a fantasy, you know? Yep. That's true. That, that's fantasy, and you just got to chalk it up to that. And I think eventually, you know, when you really think about it, you know, by week 16, it'll all, you know, hopefully even it itself out, you know. And your good decisions will, you know, outweigh the bad ones, and you just kind of got to take the bad ones and, and, and kind of move on. So, all right. Learn from experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, let's look at uh, kind of Christmas in week two. And kind of the waiver wire uh, review, as um, as we both know, one of the most exciting parts of, at least for me, in my in my week is what kind of waking up on you know Wednesday morning and, and kind of checking the waiver wire to see you know if I got anybody or won any claims or to see how many you know people bid outrageously for certain players and who got maybe a really great deal on somebody and and you didn't think you know that, that you could have got that guy but you didn't even bid because you thought it was maybe going to be too high. And so let's uh, run through some of these claims real quick, and then we'll kind of react to the list and, and discuss maybe some dilemmas we might have had um, going into this waiver wire. So um, Gage, again, pretty active on uh, on the waiver wire. He picked up Deshaun Jackson and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he's looking for that that you know that lethal combination that's been going on for, for the first two weeks. Um, he spent 84 on Jackson and 61 on Fitzmagic. And, and then he picked up uh, Mason Crosby, the, the kicker for the Packers, for 11 bucks. Um, so he's you know he's spending a lot of money and, and trying to fill some of his holes and, and stuff in, in his lineup. And so you know kudos to, to him for you know at least going out and and, and trying. You know so um, we'll have to see if that that Bucks um, duo kind of works out for him. And then Chi Town picked up um, Jags wide receiver Keelan Cole for a hundred, and he picked up Ravens running back Buck Allen for a hundred. So um, spent two hundred bucks 
um, on a couple players there. Uh, Mike uh, Cannon, he picked up uh, Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz, um, who was still out there, and he's supposed supposed to play this week. Um, got cleared, and so he spent 57 on on him as as probably his backup to Rodgers in case something happens. And then he had to pick up a, a tight end again with with Olson being out, and um, I think his replacement not working out with Watson. So he picked up OJ Howard again for 32 dollars. Um, Dolphant picked up a couple players. He picked up uh, Kirk Cousins um, QB for the Vikings for 107 dollars. He picked up the Browns D for 12 dollars and outbid me by three bucks for that one. Um, <laughs> And then he picked up uh, the new Vikings kicker, Dan Bailey, um, for a dollar. And no one else bid on Dan Bailey. And I probably should have, too, and um, but I didn't. And so um, so neither of us, um, you know, won any claims or um, or anything. I did miss out. I, I bid on Fitzpat- Fitzmagic. I had an, an extra bench slot, so I figured I'd, you know, pick him up. And, and But I knew I probably wasn't going to get him. I only bid $22, and obviously, you know, I got outbid by quite a bit but I wasn't you know too upset or anything about it um, and then obviously I went for the Browns D and I, I bid nine and, and got outbid by three bucks for for the Browns D um, they play tomorrow um, against the Jets and and you know Sam Darnold right their quarterback not Sam Bradford um, and and so I got outbid there and and so I'll just keep rolling with the, the Broncos D this week and 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 see how it goes. Um, so did you guys miss out any players? Um, what kind of stood out to you? Did you think you would have maybe got a player um, if you would have bid on them, but but you didn't because they thought they'd go too high? And so Chris, I'll go to you. Did you um, see anything interesting, or did you um, kind of wish you would have gone out and bid on somebody? Hey, no, I was really interested in uh, Kirk Cousins. And I was hoping to get that cousins Diggs combo, but um, no, I didn't. I didn't place a bid because I knew I'd have to pay a lot of money for yeah. for something like him. Plus, I already have Cam Newton. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's a really good pickup for Dolphins, and um, I think you should have a pretty good rest of the season as well. Um. I also like to pick up by by Cannon and getting Carson Wentz with uh you know the good backup to Aaron Rodgers, which is me. He's saying it might get a little bit worse as well. So mm-hmm. having. Uh, Wentz with a bad knee, you know, his is getting better, so hopefully he uh, kind of squeezes in there if, if Rodgers misses some time. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I think it was a pretty good pickups. Yeah, I mean, too bad they can't just trade Carson Wentz's knee with, you know, Aaron Rodgers' knee, and then just, then you'd be, you know, that'd be great. One's getting better, one's getting worse, and then, you know, you'd be perfect <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah but, I don't think that transplant, uh, <laughs> knee transplant, and the. Uh, you know, occurred yet, so yeah, we'll probably be some recovery time and stuff with that. I, I would assume. So, um, all right, but Bill, what, what about you? Did um, did you see anything that stood out to you, or did you wish you would have you know bid on anybody, or, or were you just pretty you know um, pretty good with with what you saw and what, what was available? Well, I was going to stand pat with uh, with my team right now. Uh, I was kind of waiting to see. Uh, not only who got picked up, but also who got dropped. Yep. And and there wasn't anybody, uh, uh, you know, uh, that I thought was worth chasing after. Uh, I do uh, think that that Deshaun Jackson and uh, Fitzmagic pick up, and for the price that he paid for him, if if those two guys keep connecting the rest of the season. Uh, that's going to be money well spent. And so uh, I've had Deshaun Jackson on my team in in other seasons, and uh, he's always been one of those guys that kind of let me down. 
And uh, I'm I'm kind of happy to see that uh, that he's doing good and that uh, Fitzmagic is doing good. And if, like I said, if uh, if those two guys keep playing as well as they have been the first two weeks, uh, that's going to be a steal. Yeah, I, I've had. Yeah, I'm glad you brought you know, especially Deshaun Jackson up because I I've had him too, and um, we've probably had him together with in the same season you know maybe after you dropped him i picked him up after after a you know a boom week and only to to get four bust week after that and and so i i'm i'm he's like one of those guys that i'm just done with you know i, I couldn't even have him on my team and you know and kudos for for his start and everything and um but but yeah like you said he's really boom or bust and he'll hit and but if he doesn't hit those big home runs then he's you know a a two for you know thirty guy or, or, or a three for twenty five guy and um, really kind of lets you down. So, but like you said, if they keep connecting, though, I mean, you're looking at some great great value and a and a great pickup, and and we'll see. And I think the other one that, that kind of stood out to me was was the Buck Allen one. Um, you know, I've I've had I had Buck Allen last year because I was hurting so bad at running back, and I I you know put him on my on, in my lineup, and gosh, he's really good at that you know fullback dive for a yard. And, and that's about it. And then they'll catch, you know, five passes for, for 22 yards. And, and you, gosh, you're thinking, why is this guy even playing so much? I, I can't understand it <laughs> because he's not very good. And they, they still just trot him out there. You know, his plodding ass is just, just you know, running slowly down the field and running into the line. And, and so that one is an interesting one. But but they they, they love him, though. So I see why Shaitan picked him up because they, they keep putting him out there. They throw him the ball all the time. He gets you points. He's got a pretty safe floor. And um, but that was just two guys off the list right away that I knew I didn't want any part of because of history with me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, good. Yeah, it seems like it was pretty kind of a pretty slow one. I mean, we got we saw a couple quarterbacks and, and stuff go, um, but for the most part, you know, there weren't any big, huge names and um, you know, not any huge values, um, you know, that, that anybody really broke the bank for. And so we'll, you know, we'll keep continuing to monitor that. But, um, but yeah, but we did have a trade um, first of the year, and it kind of went um, late last night. So. Some people might even missed it um, and seen it kind of at the very you know bottom of, of kind of the transaction list in the in the league, um, but there was there was a trade and, and it was accepted last night with Dolphant sending uh, Browns running back Carl's Hyde to Chi Town and he's and so Dolphant's picking up Robert Woods and um, Jets running back Below Powell um, from Chi Town so Dolphant's getting uh, Robert Woods and Below Powell and Chi uh, Town's getting Carlos Hyde. Um, Dolphins also dropping um, Kenny Stills, um, to, you know, to make the roster fit, you know, on his team. So I'm going to kind of ask you to kind of grade the trade maybe from both sides or if you don't, you don't have to give it a grade, but just kind of what were your thoughts uh, as you as you saw the trade and, and looked at it for the first time? Uh, Chris, I'll go with you. Yeah, so. Um, yeah so, so from both sides, I think it was a pretty even trade, honestly. Um, mm. Looking at Dolphins team, uh you got David Johnson, Tramera, Burita, who's uh, kind of on fire right now. So Carlos Hyde is, was kind of an RB4. Um, and in return, he got a potential starter with Blau Powell since David Johnson's struggling right now. But uh, And then Woods will be another nice flex option for him. And then on, from Chi-Town's perspective, with injuries lingering, uh, lingering over Ajayi and Freeman, you know, Hyde can step right into those goals and help fill, fill those gaps until... Those injuries heal up, so both sides. I think it's pretty even, and uh, 
a fair trade. Yeah, Bill, what did you think when you saw it? Uh, actually, I thought it was a, a, a pretty good move. I gave the trade uh, a C, hmm. only because uh, they weren't blockbuster players. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, uh, Chi-Town needed, uh, needed some help at running back. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it seemed like a, a trade that helped uh, both teams out equally. Uh, but as far as a grade goes, I'd give it a C. Yeah, I think I, I think I, when I first saw it, I think I kind of agree with, with you, Bill, a little bit. I, I think I, if I had to give it a grade, I think I'd give it like a C plus just for both teams. You know, I don't really think anybody really won the trade. Um, you know, as you look at it, Hyde and below Powell are almost the exact same. I, I think, you know, at least fantasy output wise, not, not as, you know, player wise, but, but you're going to get about the same you know, in return for both of those guys. And, um, you know, Hyde's obviously, I think, a little more of the upside just because he's not sharing so much, at least of the goal line duties and, and a lot of the first and second down, um, you know, carries. And But with Bullet Powell, I, gosh, I've had, I had him last year too, and they don't like him. I don't know why <laughs> the Jets don't want to give him the ball so much because Isaiah Carell's there and stuff too. And, um, you know, so it's, he's in kind of that timeshare and you're not really sure who is even the better guy in that backfield. Um, and then the Robert Woods, you know, pick up, I think is, is a solid one, but Bill, I mean, you know that you've got Cooper cup, you know, his teammate there and now Brandon cooks is there. And so there's, there's a lot of mouths to feed in there. And so, um, you know, it's kind of a crowded, um, you know, wide receiver core too. And, and you're not really sure who's going to maybe step up each week, but they all three have some pretty good solid value. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was kind of an interesting one and, and one that, um, you know, I think like you said too, um, Chris, I mean, at Chi-Town's obviously looking for help with Ajayi and Freeman, you know, and getting some running back help. But, you know, I, I feel like he kind of already had that with maybe below Powell anyway, you know, so, um, you know, why kind of make the trade and stuff too. But, um, but yeah, I think they they all felt like they obviously got some good good value and stuff too, and and so I love it just because I love seeing trades in, in the league, and especially if they're not really blockbuster ones, Bill, that, that I'm not a part of, then that's even better. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it was good to see a trade because I think more trades you know should should happen and stuff too, and and everything, and um, you know to be honest, I've only sent one trade request out so far, so um, what? Yeah. So it's not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not exaggerating with that. Um, so I've only sent one out and, um, and so it got rejected and I got a counter and I rejected and then we were done. So, um, but I, I haven't done it yet. Well, so I'm not surprised it got rejected, but I'm surprised you've only put one out. Yeah. So I've only put one out, but you never know, you know, you're fine. Your phone might be going off, you know, as soon as we're done here with, with multiple ones from me. So I'm not quite sure yet, but, um, but yeah. Sort of one. Okay. Um, but it was good. It was good to see a trade. And, and I think, um, overall, I think, you know, I think both, both teams at least got value, you know, in, in what they, what they wanted. And, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it, how it turns out, uh, in the end. So, um, all right, well, perfect. Um, I think that kind of concludes that, that part of it. So hopefully we can do this segment every week, Bill, cause you know, there'll be a, a trade every week, but, um, you know, but who knows, or maybe next week, Bill, we can, um, we could try to, pull off a trade, you know, on air next week or something. And there there might be multiple trades. 
between now and next week. Who knows? That's true. We've still got a couple more days, you know, besides this Thursday game. Um, I know there's not a lot of Browns and, and Jets players, you know, to be traded anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I think, yeah, who knows? By, by Sunday, we could have a couple more to talk about next week. So um, I think it'll be fun to fun to watch. So, um, all right, great. Well, let's look uh, real quick at, at next week. Um, and give a little preview of, of who each um, team is playing. So I'm, I'm playing um, Gage, who's 0-2, and I'm starting out 1-1 one one, uh, this year. Um, Bill, you're playing uh, Mile High, so you guys are playing each other, and you're both 1-1, one one, so that'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, Breezy and Gronk are, Gronky are going up against each other. They're both 2-0, and o, so someone's obviously still going to be undefeated and, and in that matchup. Cannon's going uh, against Dolph Hanna, who's trying to um, kind of rally you know, his team a little bit you know, from starting 0-2 and, and trying to take down Cannon and give him his first loss. And then Chi-Town and, and Kellyanne um, are going to play, and Chi-Town's 1-1, one and, one, and Kellyanne's looking for his first victory after coming close um, this last week against um, Gronky. So, um, yeah, like I said, it looks like there's a chance for some undefeated teams to go down and some some risk for some teams to, to kind of start 0-3. So, um, Chris, just kind of, I know you're facing Bill this week, so what do, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think it should be a good matchup. Uh, we each have some players that can boom and uh, have some pretty good numbers. It should be a fun matchup to see. Um, I'm excited for a few of the games this week. Yeah, Bill, any any trash talk or anything you want to you want to throw at throw at our special guest today? Yeah, I'm gonna kick your ass. That's all there is to it. No, actually, I think I think where it's gonna come down to is uh, you know uh, one or two players that either have a spectacular game or one or two players uh, are off on their game and uh, I, I think it's going to be a close one and uh, you know the uh, the best Moose Bear team wins <laughs> yeah, there you go we'll, yeah. see, we'll see Bill we'll see how it goes yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be a good game though yeah, it'll be it'll be great to watch. It'll be it'll be fun to to kind of see how how your matchup goes back and forth. It'll also be I think it'll be really interesting to kind of watch that that Cannon and the Dolphin um, one too. Maybe Dolphin with his trade, and then maybe if, if you see like we all kind of want to see David Johnson step up and not necessarily step up for his team, <laughs> but um, but you know it'll be interesting to see how his team performs and then going up against Cannon who's two and zero. I think that'll be a really interesting one. Uh, to watch it as we move forward and, and stuff too so again you know like always i'm looking forward to you know another you know great week of of sunday night games i know tomorrow um we have the the jets and the browns and i believe they're playing in cleveland and so that would be an interesting one to watch so real quick i know um we're kind of running up on time but maybe we'll get a, a real fast kind of prediction of uh, tomorrow night's game so um uh, bill i'll start with you um who do you got in the uh jets browns game um, I can't remember if they're playing in New York or if they're playing in uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but I'm going to go with the uh, Jets. Uh, I'm going to go a uh, 23-17 score. Jets winning. Chris, what about you? You know what? I think I'm going to take Cleveland this one. They've been teasing us those first two games with a tie with Pittsburgh and a, almost a second time with the Saints. Um you know, it's the Jets, so they have potential to actually pull off a W here. So I want to go with the Cleveland, and I'll say, uh, say twenty-two. Cause there's going to be some weird score in the safety or something. Twenty-two to <laughs> twenty-two to seventeen. And 
I know yeah. we're opening up beer coolers uh, in Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't expire. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So I'll, I, they, the game is in Cleveland, and so I'll, I'll also take the Browns. And um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go twenty-three. Um, twenty-three eighteen. Somehow the Jets will score 18 points uh, with just a bunch of field goals and maybe a touchdown. But I think that Browns defense <laughs> hopefully should have a decent game, um, you know, against uh, Sam Darnold and, and, you know, the rookie quarterback they have. And, and we'll see how well that offense plays. And um, I think at least Browns being at home might give them that home field advantage. And then who knows, you know, if, if we've got a lot of, you know, you know, it'll be interesting to hear all the reports, you know, if they do win on, you know, Friday morning of how many people just, just grabbed as much beer and chugged as much beer out of this, out of these coolers and, and just did a bunch of just dumb stuff too. So that'll also be another interesting thing to watch. And, and if they'll ever, you know, give out free beer, you know, after a team wins an NFL game in bars. <laughs> um, so that, that should, that should be interesting to watch how, how it goes. But yeah, I, I think the Browns, um, you know, take down the Jets, uh, tomorrow night do you guys have any anybody playing tomorrow night oh uh, i do not okay so i don't think so if i do i'll probably take them out <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. true that's true if you do hopefully they're already on your bench and you know you're good to go so exactly all right well okay. perfect all right well that that concludes this episode of the one amigo to another podcast um bill thanks as always for joining me today well it was fun nathan and uh Bush did a good job Thanks for, uh, for being on and, uh, and uh, joining us this week. Uh, had a good time. Yeah, Chris, thanks yeah, a lot. Thanks for ha- oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go thanks ahead. for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think what you guys are doing is really great and you know, helping out the podcast. So, um, yeah, like I said, thanks again. Yeah, perfect. I mean, we loved having you, and I think you, you – um, yeah, you brought it with with some great stats and some great insight, and um, we appreciate you kind of giving some some of your insight and stuff too on on some decisions and stuff that that you might have made or, or or that you did make or you didn't make and stuff. So we really appreciate you you coming on, and I know you've listened to um, you know pretty much every episode we've done and given us some great feedback and stuff too. So uh, so we do appreciate that, and yeah, we had a lot of fun today. Um, so looking at the calendar, I think. Um, Bill and I will be recording, you know, like we said, hopefully every Wednesday. So that means uh, next Wednesday, the 26th of uh, September, um, we'll recap all the league games from week three and as well as discuss the third waiver wire period. Who knows if we'll do another uh, grade the trade uh, segment or not. And um, should be another great show, Bill. Sounds good. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on again, like we said. Of course, keep up the great work, and I look forward to the future episodes. And you know, I'll continue to be an avid listener to your guys' podcast. So, thanks again. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks again um, to you know the, the the vast audience you know out there that's listening. Um, but we do really appreciate anybody listening. Give us any feedback at all, and um, yeah, we appreciate you listening to One Amigo to Another podcast uh, for Bill Burns and our special guest Chris Thompson. I'm Nathan Tilbury, and um, bad luck to everyone. Uh, good night, Bill and Chris. Good night, guys. Good night. Uh, one amigo to another uh, fantasy football league. And uh, adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>